0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Today I have a story that really illustrates this divide in the church that we know exists. A divide between those that want the same faith as our forebears and those who want something new that conforms to the increasingly strange values of the world. And it will leave you asking, what can we possibly do about it? The answer is relatively simple on the most basic level. Begin by praying and offering your Lenten sacrifices for the salvation of the souls of everyone involved in this story today, and and involved in similar things. For the sins that we are seeing in the church must cry out to heaven. And you'll see what I mean with an example today of just that. But I'll also have something from a priest who tells us what we must do when confronted with these kinds of errors. So let's get into this because we are confronted with errors in our own parishes all too often. The story I want to use to set a backdrop to the question of what we do about bad priests comes from Novus Ordo Watch. Yes, they are a set of a contest news outlet, but they do great reporting on these kinds of stories. And they had a, the most comprehensive article on this story to date. Headline, Despicable Art Installation at Austrian Church for Lent. And by despicable, they mean of a Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church nature. For those watching on YouTube, here's the art. I cropped the picture because while it doesn't quite get to the full Monty, it does show far more than would be sensible and, and appropriate to show, but what I want to draw your attention to is the part below the picture. That Jimmy Martin-approved photo is covering a sacred image over the tabernacle, a double meaning symbolically for what the person who put that image there had to be thinking deep inside, since there's an unmistakable symbolism in placing an image of that kind above the tabernacle. Now, this is what the lavender image is covering. A beautiful high altar with a sacred image above. And unfortunately, that's the only image I could find online of that parish in its altar, but I will tell you this much. That image is far more appropriate than the new one placed by the bishop. From the Novus Ordo Watch article, we get this, quote, The beautiful 18th century church of St. John Nepomucene, my apologies for the pronunciation, in Innsbruck, Austria, is currently being defiled with a most despicable piece of quote-unquote art that is obviously meant to profane the sacred provoke the imagination and the emotions, and make a mockery of Roman Catholicism yet again. The project comes with the official approval of the notorious, quote, bishop Hermann Klettler, the ordinary of Innsbruck, who delights in all kinds of works that allow him to express his contempt for the sacred under the cover of promoting art. Installed as a temporary altarpiece in St. John's Church, the art in question is a gigantic cloth on which is printed the photo of a partially visible naked man lying on a mattress, as shown above. Entitled tired, this supposed Lenten shroud hangs prominently right above the high altar, which means that everyone's eyes are immediately directed to it upon entering the church. Clearly a perfectly edifying artwork for Lent to raise one's mind to the passion of Christ and to things eternal, no? According to a report by a regional Austrian news site, Bishop Glettler made the following comments about the perverted installation. The photo of the young man in the picture is characterized by suffering and aggression against himself. That is an ambivalence that was of interest to us. In a sense, the arm forms the letter V for victory. To that extent, this is a very strong Lenten and Easter symbol. (laughs) End quote. Many Catholics are asking themselves what they can do when their neighborhood parishes in the control of evil like this one clearly is. What's worse is that this is the work of the bishop, so you have little recourse. Most of the bishops aren't as bad as the one in that story, but there are plenty of bad or mediocre priests in the world, and many faithful aren't ready to go and take the plunge into a two-hour away traditional Latin Mass. And given the cost of transportation and fuel these days, that is to a large degree understandable. Given that horrific garbage that passes for art being shown in a parish run by a bishop who is personally on great terms with Francis, this article by an Italian priest is instructive. It was originally published by Aldo Maria Via on his own site, but then it was published all over European websites like the one I pulled it from. So, headline from Mesa in Latino. What to do if the priest does not behave as he should? A short guide for the lay faithful. And it is a short guide for the lay faithful, though I won't be reading the whole thing because that would get tedious and it isn't what you watch my channel or listen to my podcast for 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 the most part. But if you want to read it for yourself, you can find it linked in today's show notes at returntotradition.org the name of this podcast episode, or the name of this channel rather, with a .org at the end, and then just look for the post with the podcast episode title and you'll see a link there. But the priest in question offers us some good advice for how to address bad priests in your parish. And by bad he doesn't mean the Uncle Ted McCarrick types, he means the more common priests that are questionable. From the article, quote, how to behave in front of a priest who makes a mistake. Let's imagine we are dealing with a priest who holds homilies or teaches in ways that reject or repudiate the dogma or doctrine of the church. Approves, supports, or helps fund organizations or causes that deny or distort Catholic teaching. He lives in such a way as to scandalize the parishioners, tolerates parochial school teachers or staff whose words or ways scoff at church teaching, allows language, clothing, or example that dishonors our Lord and his church, ignores or worse supports didactic materials or methods at the parish school in contrast with Catholic morality, or agrees to admit to school children whose parents proclaim or practice values manifestly contrary to the timeless ethical declarations of the church. What should parishioners do in the face of these priests? End quote. That is a good question because we see these examples everywhere. The art I showed you earlier fits the bill for what he's describing, and in spades. Aside from someone going and tossing that art into the Tiber River, maybe along with whoever authorized it, a more realistic option for most people is going to be to follow this priest's instructions. First, he explains why the priest may be acting as he does. He may be in personal rebellion against the teaching of the church, like Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, who professes with his lips to adhere to what the church teaches, while actually he himself teaches a repudiation of the timeless teaching of the church. The second reason is that the priest may be poorly educated, which is a very real problem in the church today. You only have to see the cases of invalid baptisms to see the malformation of so many otherwise well-meaning priests to see what can happen with that. The third reason is that the priest may be seeking popularity. There are way too many priests and bishops with large internet followings to really name that provide plenty of examples of that. And the final reason the priest gives us is that the priest you see causing problems may simply be lazy or immature. That's sadly all too often the case as well. But what are the remedies? Quote, When a pastor or priest allows or encourages moral turpitude, directly or indirectly, he is consciously and heavily sinful, poorly prepared for his duties, and obsequious to the moral fads and fetishes of the day, or wants to appear youthful, or suffers from a combination of these defects of character. So what to do in this situation? Here are some steps to take. First clarify the facts. A priest who is obedient to the faith, well-formed, who always seeks to please God before men, and mature, will invariably displease some in the parish. Some discontented people may very well contest the truth they hear and see in a good and holy priest. If there is a dispute over parochial or scholastic matters, then one must ensure that one has credible and reasonably obtained evidence, not just from hearsay or opinions or the complaints of those who deny the truth of the faith. Therefore, proceed with charity and kindness. We should judge as we ourselves would like to be judged." Beware, however, of those appeals to quote-unquote charity that could be useful for creating smoke screens, so as to disguise unacceptable behavior. Charity must never be opposed to truth. It is never charitable to distort or deny the truth. When someone asks you, in the name of love, to reject the truth, you are asked to lie. This is not love. Being called to suppress the truth or covered up for the good of the organization or the country or the church is a sure sign of corruption. Unlike good wine, lying does not improve with age. When it is time for action, go in groups of two or three parishioners and speak politely, not in a confrontational way, with the party in question, a teacher, principal, or pastor. Calm speech helps to repel anger. Sometimes misunderstandings arise from this and can be resolved with a friendly discussion. However, if you are getting to the point where you feel that registrations and memoranda may be needed, know that you are quickly entering a legal habit. Here we are discussing the the options and obligations of parishioners, not legal or judicial processes. Also, you need to know the appeal process. If there is a problem, say, with the parish vicar, and a friendly discussion does not resolve the problem, then the parish priest must be consulted. If the problem is the pastor, and an equally friendly conversation does not end the difficulty, then the bishop must be informed." End quote. That covers a lot of priests who are questionable in how they perceive their duties. Worse for many of you, it'll probably get you thinking about your own priest in negative ways that you may have never thought of them before. And I don't mean to cause that in you. And if that is happening, your first reaction should be to say a quick prayer for them, for yourself, and for me. The truth is the most important thing, and in the marginal cases, getting too deep into judgmental territory is sinful. We have an obligation to pray for our pastors. Whether they are saintly types cut from the cloth of St. John Vianney or St. Ignatius of Loyola, or whether they are real villains, like Pastor Jimmy Martin or Bishop Zanketa or anyone in between. Do not forget that duty. While taking this priest's advice, ground that work in prayer. Always ground your works in prayer. What do you have to do? The priest tells us, quote, Do not shy away from the responsibility of informing the hierarchy about troubling matters. If the conversation with the parish priest on this matter has proved useless or fruitless, bringing to the attention of the bishop any serious spiritual problem in the parish is certainly not the same as judging rashly or slandering. Bishops teach, govern, and sanctify, and every good bishop wants to know the moral well-being of all the priests and the people of his diocese. Suppose, however, that the problem is the bishop himself. Parents then have to consider whether their children can attend another Catholic school or consider homeschooling, or look for another, presumably more Orthodox parish or even another diocese. You must take care of your family, spiritually and physically. End quote. And this is why I have such a hard time accepting the relentless attacks coming from some allegedly on our side of things being leveled against traditional priest fraternities and traditional Catholic voices. Your first duty is to get your family to the sacraments and to get them a religious formation and to twist the perception of any priestly fraternity is a wicked thing to do, especially when many are faced with traveling long distances to ensure their families learn the authentic faith from traditional priests. And that's the story for our day. A bishop who must be part of the Pastor Jimmy Martin Club, who decided to flaunt it before the whole world by hanging up some despicable art in his cathedral right now above the tabernacle in an unmistakable symbolic act that shows what God he really serves. But some advice from a priest on how to deal with bad priests was timely here. And priests like that are far more common than bishops like the one in the story. Now, what did you think about this? Are you in that position where you cannot drive those long distances to find a traditional parish because of the rising cost of fuel? Let me know in the comments, please, and a special thank you to all the patrons and channel members for their support in these times. It is appreciated. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.